0: Welcome back guys to the Unorthodox. I hope you guys have been doing great. Today's episode is going to be on the law of succession. Now, I am not the one who's going to be taking it away. I'm going to be letting my brother Kansolumu Jared from Kansol Culture take the honors. He's going to be letting you guys know a little bit about the law of succession. Now, probably some of you guys are like, what do you mean by the law of succession? We are going to be talking about inheritance. We are going to be talking about beneficiaries, you know what I'm saying? We are going to be talking about who can inherit what. We are going to be talking about heirs to the throne. Now, without further ado, let me let the man of the hour take it away. Welcome back to Council Culture. It's been a while. <laughs> In the course of my work, I have faced a very common problem. Uh, This problem concerns succession laws. Uh, I would like to let you know uh, that the position of the law is, there is no person on earth that has a right to deal with the estate or the property of the deceased without first getting letters of administration. That is if the deceased died in tested. When I said died detested, I mean, he died without leaving a will. So, there is a procedure that is supposed to be followed. And that is to first get letters of administration as a family. Now you're there asking yourself, what does counsel mean by letters of administration? Letters of administration, these are basically the powers that we get from court to allow us to deal with the estate of the deceased, say your late mother or your late grandfather or your late dad. So that is the document that we get from court. It may either be from high court or the lower court, which is the magistrate court. And now you're asking, when do I go to the high court? When do I go to the magistrate's court? For us, the property, in our language, we call it the estate. So when you hear me use estate, I'm referring to the property. I'm going to be using them interchangeably. So, you go to the High Court when the value of that property is higher than 15 million or is 15 million and above. You go to the Magistrate's Court when that property is 15 million and low, that is the difference. Uh, recently I was faced with a scenario where a client of mine actually had a Kiwaja larger interest but there is a landlord with the legal interest. So when you hear someone say legal, quit book, chibanja. So kakati chibanja. Unfortunately God called him and his beneficiaries without getting letters of administration, they distributed. After distributing, they started selling. They have now been dragged to court. Why? They sold a property to which they never had the authority to do. So If you sit down as a family and distribute without getting letters of administration, you will be intermediary with the estate. But what do you mean I will be intermeddling with the estate? Intermingling with the estate. I mean, you cannot do that. So, always ensure that before you deal with the estate of the deceased, first acquire letters of, administration. Now having acquired letters of administration there are so many things that come along with those letters. There are always problems subsequent to acquisition and you know where the problems are? Sharing of the property. We had the old succession act and there was an amendment in 2022 April that is when the president signed that amendment in the succession laws and the distribution was amended. For example I know many of you are wondering, who qualifies to be a beneficiary? na gaza. mweda, But the law, of course, uh, classifies the number of people who are supposed to be beneficiaries. So the very first person who qualifies to be a beneficiary is the surviving spouse, whether wife or husband. So, when you die, whoever remains as a spouse is the very first beneficiary on the estate of the deceased. The second beneficiary is not just one, but they are called linear descendants. And these are the children legitimate or illegitimate. So, legitimate... Uh, Those are the ones born in a a legal marriage where the husband and wife were legally married. Then illegitimate, these are basically the children that the deceased accepted as his prior to his death. They may be from outside the, the legal marriage, I don't want to use the word illegitimate or illegitimate because those words are no longer used under the law. They were repealed. They are also children. That is why they are all called lineal descendants. Monongedam never grandchildren. They are also under that category. So the third category are the dependent relatives. Dependent relatives can include the brothers, the sisters, bajaja, parents, wona they can go under the dependent relatives. And then the last class is the customary hair or hair race. By the way, for your information, initially the law only talked about the man, but the amendment also introduced the aspect of the hair race. So the new law has actually introduced that aspect. So those are the four categories of beneficiaries that we can always have. Now the question that is running into your mind is, then who gets what? First and foremost, 20% is supposed to be removed prior to distribution. Now, I know you're asking yourself, who are those people entitled to the 20% that will remove prior to distribution? First and foremost, if the deceased left a minor child The minor child is that child who has not attained the age of 18 years. This minor child is supposed to qualify for the 20%. Notwithstanding the fact that that child actually gets his or her share as a lineal descendant. Another one can be a child, a grandchild, as long as that person falls under the definition of a linear descendant. And that person is above the age of 18 but below the age of 25. And at the time of death of the deceased, that person was still undertaking studies and was not married. So that person is also supposed to gain on that 20%. The other category that is supposed to benefit from the 20% is any person falling under a lineal descendant with a disability. And at the time of death of the deceased, this person was not married and was depending on the deceased. So that person also qualifies for the 20%. <laughs> now what remains is what is distributed in accordance with how many beneficiaries have survived the deceased. For example, we shall have aspects where there is the surviving spouse, they are in descendants, but they are not dependent relatives. The percentage will change. We shall have situations where there is no surviving spouse, but they are in descendants and dependent relatives. So the percentages are always dependent on the surviving beneficiaries to the deceased. But let us imagine where the deceased is survived by a spouse, a linear descendant, a dependent relative, and a customary heir. In other words, So in this case, the spouse will get 20% of the estate. The dependent relatives shall receive 4% of the estate. The linear descendants, legitimate or illegitimate will receive 75% equally and then the customary hair shall receive 1%. Another situation can be where the intestate or the deceased is survived by a spouse, a dependent relative, and a customary hair, but they are not in your descendants. <laughs> any ah in any dependent relatives ba ba in this case omchana dia kufuna 50% as against the 20% je togedde ko waguru dia funanga bonawe bali katibano ba dependent relatives bafunef 49% then the customer le here o here will get his 1% now the other issue is when the. Intested or the deceased has left no spouse, dependent relatives, but he has left linear descendants as well as the customary heir. In this case, the linear descendants shall receive ninety-nine percent, and the customary heir shall receive one percent. I know you're asking yourself that you told us that there is a percentage that is removed prior to distribution. But when you have talked about the distribution, you're talking about 20%, 4%, 75%, and 1%, which equates to 100. The law is the 20% is supposed to be removed prior to distribution. Now what remains is what is distributed in accordance with those percentages. I hope I'm making myself clear, whereas I have talked about beneficiaries. Uh, please get this clearly. The customer here can be a beneficiary. So in this case, he will receive his share. Like I said earlier, he will receive his share as a customer here, or here is, as well as as a beneficiary. He is the in your descendant who can receive more than the others. But all the rest shall have to receive the same. Percentage. I know you're asking yourself, where does this customary hair come from or hair race? How is this person even appointed? Like, they, they are those tribes uh, whose cultures actually don't even recognize a customary hair or hair But just in case your culture recognizes him or her, basically, this is a person who is appointed. If there is a will by the deceased in his will to take on his legacy. Now, you're asking yourself if he died intestate, then who appoints? The elders. The elders do appoint a customary heir or heiress to take on the legacy. Now, once that process is done, the law says they have to notify the legal representatives of the deceased within a period of one year. And should they take that period without notifying, then the administrators would, would proceed to distribute, as though there is no customary heir or heiress. So what is the purpose of these Praise elders God, introducing this customary heir or heiress to the administrators? Is basically to cater for him or her during distribution. Uh, there is a there is a butter guy who told me what if my fellow beneficiaries who are the administrators refuse to distribute why wouldn't i get my share why, why wouldn't i get my share as an individual and he had a point by the way and and, and i realized it is actually also a very serious problem and the lawmakers in the new law also knew and they brought a provision a new law is when you get letters of administration you're given a period of two years and the law gives you another one year as an extension just in case in these two years you have not been able to distribute so what does this mean this person who says that uh, <inaudible> he has all rights and he can sue the administrators but that does not mean that you go and sell at that time, it is not yet yours, because they have not distributed yet. So by you tampering with the property, in our language we call it, stands. you only sell what belongs to you. At this time, you have the right, but the right is not absolute. And therefore, you cannot pass on good title at that particular time. Let, let, me, let me also talk about this briefly. Uh, I know many of you are wondering, why haven't I talked about a situation where the deceased left a will behind? And that is when uh, we apply for letters of probate as against letters of administration. Letters of probate, they are basically acquired when the deceased left a will behind. When he leaves a will behind, in that will he mentions those people who are supposed to execute his will and those are called executors. The reason why I had not emphasized letters of probate is because uh, letters of probate normally do not have issues like I have talked about. Those issues normally arise when uh, people are supposed to apply for letters of administration. Why? Because in letters of probate the deceased basically left a will and in most cases that will distributes the property if not it gives guidance unlike in letters of administration where there is no will and each beneficiary basically wants to do what they think is right for the estate yet it is not what is right now here comes a question or you're asking yourself a question what about if in the will the deceased did not actually mention the executors now we again go back to letters of administration with the will annexed. Why do we apply for letters of administration and annex a will? Because the will does not mention executors. So, we have to show court that yes, the will is here, but the will does not mention executors. So, that is the difference between letters of probate and letters of administration. So, when someone mentions letters of probate, the deceased left a will, mentioned executors, and those executors are granted probate to execute the will of the deceased. So, episode 1 VM. Right? I like teaching the masses, I like teaching the society, sensitizing the masses, simply helping the society is. The fundamental goal for council culture it hurts me when i see people facing these problems when they can avoid them when they can acquire some knowledge and no i don't have to do this i don't have to do this so i remain remodier the host of council culture see you in the next episode that was council culture on succession i hope it's been of relevance and until we meet next time guys